Do it a little faster. <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, so. Hey, girl. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Happy Monday to everyone. Happy Monday. Um, it's been quite a week thus far. We've recorded recorded this before your Monday. But um, I want to shout out a place, a cafe in Philly for all my Philly folks. It's called Solar Myth. I would go to a place called Solar Myth. It is on Broad Street. It used to be Boot and Saddle. But it is a jazz bar and cafe and you walk in and, you know, mostly go into cafes and they're like really bright and like, you know, glass windows and plants everywhere. You walk in, this is like a club setting. It's like dark. It's styled. The aesthetic is really nice. It's a bar, a long bar because it turns into a an actual bar in the evening. So it's a cafe and serves coffee in the day and then it turns into a bar at night. And they play jazz very loudly. <laughs> and it is, if you're trying to go to a cafe and do some work, but like have your shit like mixed up a little bit, do something, di- oh, glasses, do something different. It was really refreshing and I really enjoyed listening to chaotic jazz while i oh tried my God. To- <laughs> what kind of jazz <laughs> no it, it wasn't chaotic was, jazz is it instrumental or is are people singing no it was all it instrumental live? and they did like a little like ele- it was like a little electronic experimental but it not in the like it wasn't crazy or annoying it was actually i like the 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 choice that they had that they, they selected it was actually really um it was almost like um, it was like I don't know it's like a hertz that like a meditative hertz but you know when a you like hertz. google online like meditative music mm-hmm. it was similar to that it was like really I would it was have been sleeping what work did you get done <laughs> I don't know but it was a dope it was a dope setting to like it's try to do it. work in and I enjoyed it I don't think I what could part do of it the all city the time is it in what it's in South city? Philly it's where the oh, boot okay. saddle used to be so if you just google solar myth it looks like you're about to walk them to the club like it's not a, it doesn't feel like a cafe but if you want to go like right if you're trying to do some creative work if you're not if you're not going to like have a zoom meeting it was really fun and then it made me realize that i'm also projecting onto the city of philadelphia where i'm like <laughs> this city has nothing it sucks i take accountability for that as well and just realize that I need to be a little bit more active. And so in my practice of dating myself, I'm exploring the city as well. And TBT, I'll let you guys know what's really going on with this city. Um, I also, the same day, I went to go see a psychic. Wait, what's TBT? To be determined. Oh, TBD. Okay. 
TBD. What did I say? TBT. I don't know. I, you could have said TBD. I don't know. I it sounded like TBT. TBT. I think I did say that. To be, I was like, yo, I don't know what that means. <laughs> to be transversed. <laughs> anyway, the go same ahead. day I talked with my psychic. I'm not going to give her name because I don't want everybody to blow her up. But if you're from Philly, there's an iconic, legendary psychic of Philly that's in South. That's in South Philly that um, I went to. I go to her once a year and I was like, let me go. Let me go holla at her. And she just reminded me of how much life is ahead of all of us. Like how much life there is, how many different versions of yourself are possible and unfolding. And that this habit to feel like we have to rush, that we are lamenting our past, that we're uncomfortable in our present moment is is part of the process, but also like there's just so much ahead of us that we can't even imagine. Like what you're experiencing in this moment, Antoinette, five years from now, it could be a completely different scene. And she had, God, she had good hope. things to say and I felt, rejuvenated and I felt like all right I'm on the right track we're on the right track just keep putting one foot in front of the other and um allow your life to unfold so shout out to a crazy week in the city seeing my hood nymph psychic and going to a (laughs) jazz cafe drinking coffee trying to do I probably would have knew the music you made fun of me like (laughs) no it was like this was i see i can't even begin to (laughs) i was about to say go ahead say it it was miles davis that's all i can reference (laughs) dizzy gillespie (laughs) i love you um my update i called you was that yesterday Mm -hmm. it was yesterday right called you yesterday very upset i've been in my feelings i might be about to get my period but i shouldn't be so I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. But I was like so in my feelings yesterday based off of um a lot of feedback that I've just been getting. And I'm like, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, and I I'm I'm doing better with feedback. I'm a very sensitive person, but some of it is feels unfair and some of it is absolutely warranted. But the first bit is that I need to correct a very unfortunate mistake that that I made last episode. Um, Lift Every Voice and Sing was written by James Weldon Johnson. And I know that. I know that. Like, what's crazy is in the moment I got nervous and I Googled it. And instead of, like, I Googled it to, to make sure that that was correct because I didn't want to embarrass myself. And instead of writing full out lift every voice and sing i just wrote lift every voice was written by who and apparently some black guy named michael whatever the fuck we said wrote a song called lift every voice and for the life of me when that episode went out on the the episode dedicated to the ancestors i really poured a lot into that episode and i really wanted it to be impactful and unfortunately i feel like for some listeners who have expressed themselves, um, and I, I'll address that um, 
it it got lost based off of right after I'm bigging up Dr. Carr for being this influential <laughs> leader in my life and and thought leader that I make an egregious mistake in that way. So I will say that I appreciate the folks who gently were like, hey, just a FYI, sis, <laughs> this is not right. There were a couple people, one person in particular, who was just like, you know, you fucked up. And as a such and such alum, you basically need to get it together. And y'all missed the mark. And basically, you should be ashamed of yourself. And a couple of DMs read like that, too. And I just thought to myself, I, I was upset by it. I was, ups- I can't lie. I was really, really disappointed in myself. And I called you about to cry <laughs> after I've already edited the episode and put it back up, edited the video and put it back up to have no trace of that mistake. Um, that really upset me. And you help you walk, you, you walk me through it or whatever. And then there was another voicemail where there was feedback on my relationship with you, which is interesting. Um, and how I interact with you. And in, in addition to how the projection episode was uncomfortable, um, it was and that I, to hear and that we're combative. It was awkward to hear that there's a change in our energy, that we're combative, specifically me, that I fight to get the last word. And that, um, you know, me venturing out and doing another podcast um, could be a sign of our relationship kind of imploding. And I listened to that and I listened back to the episode and I didn't hear combative. I I heard two people who had a, a tiff that lasted all of 15 minutes. And, and I heard you coming on and saying you projected onto me in that moment and we were still able to record and have a good episode and work it out in a loving way. And then revisit it to then have me say, oh shit, I think I project onto you as well. I thought it was really beautiful. And I thought that the conversation, I wasn't uncomfortable listening to it. I was proud I think there was a point at the end where we didn't agree on like um, having the space to do that kind of self-work. Some I felt like it's a privilege because some people are stuck in survival mode. And I don't know if we were, we agreed on that, but we often don't agree. And that's the beautiful part of our relationship. So I'll leave that there. But I also will say that um, me doing another podcast is no reflection of anything going on over here. It's the opportunity I had. That, that I is took. a beautiful thing. That is an exciting thing. That is you showing up in the world and offering your energy, your knowledge, yourself in another capacity that doesn't dim or reflect or discount anything ever. I don't, I mean, there's gonna, again, there's possibilities for even more things to come that doesn't necessarily have to do with us doing it together and like the why why that is the um 
assumption is is really interesting mm-hmm. to me. And in terms of the James Weldon Johnson, who I I didn't know. <laughs> I could have said I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. And if you hadn't have known and still offered your your um love and your respect and your admiration of Dr. Carr, it would have it would have been fine. It wouldn't have diminished anything. Again, this like punitive this this punitive way that we want to deal with each other, like, oh, you did this one thing wrong, you're out of here, you're canceled, everything is is discounted is wild to me and does not make any sense. And if you listen to this podcast and haven't been able to grasp the possibility that two things can exist at once, like, first of all, you knew the man's name, you made a mistake. People can make mistakes and still offer insight and information. People cannot know certain, um, certain, my brain doesn't work I don't catalog things. I don't remember people's names. I don't remember people's dates. That's just not how my brain works. You're not going to sit here and discredit me or what I have to offer. Or like, I just don't, I don't understand the punitive dismissal of folks. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think, um, if you said, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. It wasn't uh, on purpose. I knew what the person's name was. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But I don't know. I just feel like that is often how we want to like, yeah, p- tie things up, push people down, discredit someone. I don't know. As far as like our situation I too listened to the projection episode and I didn't hear anything. Um, I didn't feel that we were combative. I felt like that was a really, we were really listening to each other. We were really going deeper into our relationship. And I hope, and I feel, and what I'm experiencing in this relationship is that happening more and more on the podcast outside of the podcast and I don't know if people have the access or the insight to continue. I know that people don't have the access nor the insight to continue to make judgments and to make these accusations um, around our relationship or around who you are to me or how you treat me or vice versa, because you just don't, they don't, you don't have the access. You were, listen, our relationship has been over how long? 20, 10, 10, 15 years? Like you guys are listening to us for two hours, you know, at on an outlined fucking podcast. You don't have any idea of what, we are building together or what we're doing together. And these, I I just think the comments should, should stop. I think that you, you just don't know. And I think that we've been really vulnerable and really generous 
um, and really honest to the best of our ability. And we're not here to be duplicit with our audience either. We're not in a space where like we don't fuck with each other and we're arguing and then we come on in this space and like lie to to you guys either. We've been really right. honest. We've been really clear. And that's our commitment to each other. And that's also, I think, our commitment to the Around the Way Curls community. I'm not, I couldn't do it if I if I had to. I couldn't like not fuck with you and then come on here and pretend otherwise. And um, yeah, I think that's partly why we started the episode like that and said we just had a tiff because it's not performance. It's not performance. Know? And this is a relationship. And there's no guarantee, again, that tiffs won't happen. But I think we're, again, committed to this. The foundation of this podcast is friendship. And if we can be an example of that, the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the spaces of accountability the spaces of apology um and showing up and being better for ourselves and each other then child you either in for the ride or you're on but like for us to like get back to being a cute little friendship is like we're not a product we're not we're this isn't like a, a skit or like some um reality show content series yeah. yeah that we're creating to put into a box so i apologize i also want to say though in that reality if that makes people feel uncomfortable if that makes people feel like it's awkward like that i'm not discrediting your experience but that i'm not i'm not going to again be performative or be inauthentic or um yeah, I feel like I have to be compelled to to explain everything to everybody all the time either. So well, welcome to good. Around the Way Curls. <laughs> there's that. You're like, this is enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's that. So yeah, I've been sitting with that and it's been honestly getting to me. I've been I've been getting all kinds of feedback for over the course of some months. It's just like been difficult um in other news i think some of my other sadness is that <laughs> stupid ass valentine's day is coming up yeah. every fucking year i'm like this this gonna be the year and every year it's not <laughs> and i'm just like uh-huh. all right um i thought about buying tickets to a concert and then i was like that's just me trying to show that i'm okay it's like, I don't really want to go, you know, like that would be me like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to get dressed up. I might even post and show single life is, and honestly, if that's not how I'm feeling again, I'm not going to be performative and waste my fucking money. Um, but something that did comfort me a little bit and, and I picked it up from a, an old journal. You, you could tell I've been in my feelings that I'm going back and reading old journal entries now. But it's a bell hooks quote, and it helps me manage my little ache for my romantic love. But it was, it said, knowing how to be solitary is central to the art of loving. When we can be alone, we can be with others without using them as a means of escape. And so that's just more work, more practice. And I offer that to the folks who 
are going to see all of the commercials and all the fucking hearts and all the flowers. And we should be happy for folks who are experiencing that. Um, But just remember that like, you know, you are always in a relationship and it's with yourself and that's corny as shit to listen to and hear and say, but unfortunately it's the truth. So not unfortunately, fortunately, or not, <laughs> not unfortunately, <laughs> but, uh, or, um, yeah. So please rate and subscribe and share around the way. <laughs> um, those are our updates. Do you want to talk about Patreon at all? Well, we also we also got a lot of wonderful comments and criticism as well. Someone said on our Patreon that they can tell that it's a love fest or I don't know what exactly the person said. It's oh, bliss. Oh, there's a voicemail. I'll play Patreon. that voicemail. Wait, don't spoil it. I'll play that voicemail next episode. But you too can I'm see the, the smiles, the laughter, the banter, the exchange between internet and I on our Patreon. You can sign up and become a patron for as little as $5 a month. And if you want to be real big time, I think it's what? $10? Double that shit. Stop playing with me. Double you down, spend baby. it on apps you don't even use anymore. Please come over to the wild side at Around the Week Curls Patreon. And as well... For those of you who have been asking um, for a long time, we do have merch available. It's not brand speaking new, but it's it's cute. It's still here. It's still available. And it's now online. If you go to www.aroundthewaycurls.com, you can get crops, tea, crop tees, t-shirts, hoodies, crew necks, even jewelry that represent around the way curls and all of our cute sayings and it's at a discount so check that out boop boop all right let's take a break let's take a break before we get into the nitty-gritty meat and potatoes would you like to sing maybe lighten the mood what'd you say maybe lighten the mood with your angelic voice after these messages we'll be right back Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Mm -hmm. 
back with our Black History highlight because it is Black History Month. And so we must exalt our ancestors. And unfortunately, it always hits me that Bell Hooks is now an ancestor. Mm -hmm. I can I'm I'm actually shocked by that when I when I really uh think about it. For those of you who do not know, Bell Hooks is one of the most instrumental, powerful, and brilliant black women feminists of our time and writers, just a brilliant mind and being. She was born in Kentucky in 1952. Her birth name was Gloria Jean Watkins. She said, fuck that bell hooks, drop the capital letters, please. <laughs> She's a writer, teacher, and cultural critic. She is responsible for publishing over 30 works. Some of them continue to rock us and be almost Bibles at this point, men and women. Her, criti her critique of feminism and her love and care that she offers men as well in her positioning and in her um, hope to bring some changes in gender relationships are some really, really beautiful pieces. Every man and woman, but particularly every man should read The Will to Change about men, masculinity, and love. One of my all-time favorites, Sisters of the Yam, Black Women and Self-Recovery. It's a hard, very obscure book to buy. But if you go and spend that money, it's like a soft back. It's fairly thin, but it's worth that $40, $30, whatever it is on Amazon. I really recommend it. And of course, often um, cited and a beautiful work is all about love. And she just exalted rest. She exalted critical thinking. She exalted black men, black women, white women, all the genders to really reflect and take a look at themselves and to come um, from a place of love as the impetus for their transformation. And you saying words right now, sis. Do you hear yourself? You've been reading. But I keep fuck going. with bell hooks. I, I, need I to can't read more hear of it. her. I really do care <laughs> about her deeply. And I would also recommend that you guys go and search on YouTube Bell Hooks and James Baldwin. Yeah. And the banter between those two, first of all, they're brilliant, but they also look like they have so much fun with each other and like they really love each other. Um, no, it's not James Baldwin. It's um Yeah, I was but what's I the was nigga's like, name? Wait. Not James Baldwin. Uh, I think Cornell West. Cornell West. I think oh you were you're mistaken, um That's Nikki Nick, uh what's her name? Nikki Giovanni. Nikki? Yeah, no, no, not that. It's Bell Hooks and Cornell West. Yeah. Oh my God. The banter and they just- Because they disagreed quite a bit. They disagreed, but they loved each other and mm -hmm. they just both, I mean, that nigga talking fast and she would keep up with him and cut him down like, actually, you just said a bunch of words. What are you actually <laughs> saying? But love her. Um, And I think Bell Hooks is perfect for Valentine's Day week. Um. We often try to remember <laughs> what these words are that she said, but she coined that imperialist, white supremacist, capitalist, patriarchy. Girl, um, just slide off her tongue, too. Just slide off her tongue. And so I, being who I am, was like, let's define what that actually is. 
And imperialist, the policy, practice, or advocacy of extending the power and dominion of a nation, especially by direct territorial acquisitions or by gaining indirect control over the political or economic life of other arenas. Then you have white supremacists. We talked about this last week on our ancestor episode where a person who believes that the white race is inherently superior to other races and that white people should have control over people of other races. And I would add, and the systems that uphold said belief. Then you have capitalists, an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit. I would add, where most often the marginalized are exploited. And then you have patriarchy a system of society or government in which men hold the power and women are largely excluded from it. These are all concepts and things that we talk about actively now, right? And it's as a result of a critical thinker and a thought leader like Bell Hooks. Like this kind of talk, I don't think was really happening. Am I mistaken? Like not in... Not in the well, ways. Well, not outside of academia. Yeah, it's right. like all the rage. But no, it wasn't for everybody. I remember the first time I was exposed to her is when she was like, Beyonce is a terrorist. And I was like, what? What the <laughs> fuck is this? <laughs> she did not fuck with Beyonce. That's also a good lesson as well. But yikes. Well, we're going to keep it to love. And Bell Hooks also was one of the folks that I believe, for me, she has the definition, the greatest definition of love. Um, and her definition of love was love is a combination of care, commitment, knowledge, responsibility, respect, and trust. Mm-hmm. She also said love is an action, never simply a feeling. Shout out to all the lovers. Shout out to Bell Hooks. Shout out. I can't, she, she died at like what? She was only like 60, she was young, she was young. 69. 67, 69, something like that. But big shout out to her. And I need to read The Will to Change. Um, I haven't read it. And shout out to the listener who slid in my DMs letting me know that he has um, a men's club that is actually reading this or a men's circle. I don't know if it's a club. He's actually reading this. And he reminded me that I need to read it. (laughs) So shout out to you know who you are. I don't remember your name right now. Otherwise, I would. I would say it moving on to hot shit i only have one thing and i just want to say i told y'all so that dj dj eccentric i play is that the boy that you had us in the car listening to no that's amorpheus or amorphous or something like that dj eccentric that was who i played that beyonce wetter or the cuff it wetter Mm-hmm. his mix of that one here. You got your finger on the pulse, queen. And Beyonce snatched that up and gave him that producer credit. And I'm so happy for him. We follow him on Twitter. Shanti ain't on there just yet. <laughs> but <laughs> he has been tweeting like Filipinos up. It's just like the best. Oh, he's, he's Filipino? A, I yeah. love that. And we follow each other on Instagram. I'm like... It's, I like I immediately DM'd him. I was like, I'm so happy that these like all the clearances happened so that she could use this. And I hope I just want you to blow the fuck up. And he is riding the wave. Like he posts about it 
every day, all day, as he fucking should. Talk your shit eccentric. Shout out to you. He also was like, do you understand that Beyonce heard what I did and went back into the booth, wrote like an intro, and then wrote a whole new course? You haven't heard it? I have heard it, but I didn't know that she it was edited. I thought it was just his mix that she like up. No, you didn't. You didn't hear it. I sent it to you. It starts off completely different. She has a whole like rap verse in there where she's talking her shit. I just saw whatever she posted online, and I did not see no rap. But whatever. I okay. sent you the track. Why didn't you listen to it? I listened, it's fire. I didn't listen to that. I listened to whatever she just posted. Yeah, you only she... listened to like a clip. It's only like oh. 10 seconds of it. She's got a whole thing on there. It's And it's different. What he did is different. She went, she added background vocals. She added all kinds of shit. It's cool. I hope he's getting a little bit of coin. Oh, he better. I'm sure he did. She gave him a producer credit, as she should. So shout out to him. That's that's the only hot shit I have. E-S-E-N-T-R-I-K. Eccentric. Wait, I don't know if I spelled that right now. Oh, my I God. Just... I thought... <laughs> One moment. Don't do that. Now, you know, don't stress me out. That I spelled it right. His name is John. You spelled it Very proud of him. Very, very Good proud of him. you, John. Shout out DJ Eccentric. It's not on Spotify and things just yet. You have to buy it from her website. The same way, you know, we had to buy the um, remix with Madonna, which I loved. But the Queen's mix. Anyway, moving right along. Oh, it's me. Politics as usual. Ciao. I I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we have a lot to talk about. But Ilhan Omar, do you know what happened for her? Mm -mm. They didn't kick her ass off the Foreign uh, Policy Committee, Foreign Affairs Committee. (laughs) Oh, God. And now Joe Rogan is caping for her. He's he's sticking up for her and he's getting into all kinds of trouble. Because, okay, this is what happened. Let me break it down and like, the easiest way possible. The Republicans were pissed off that Marjorie Taylor Greene and Paul Gosar were kicked off of their committee assignments in 2021 when they posted some stuff on social media that showed AOC like getting a head cut off. It was like a cartoon or like some sort of like virtual reality thing. It's not funny, but they got kicked off of their assignments for just their outlandish behavior. I don't even know. I don't think Marjorie Taylor Greene even posted that. I think she may have commented on it, but she was doing her own stuff that was just running amok. Democrats ousted them. So now they had a bone to pick. And you have to realize that McCarthy, who is the Speaker of the House, is has been chumming it up with that very, very, very far right conservative block of the Republican Party. And so he took it upon himself to force the removal of Ilhan Omar, taking it all the way back to when she tweeted, it's all about the Benjamins baby, in response to work that we were doing with Israel. I believe, yeah. Mm. So this, I don't know if folks remember this, but this is like in 2019, and this sparked Donald Trump to show his show more of his colors. And he (laughs) basically went on and was like, you know what? Ilhan Omar and the squad need to go back to their countries. 
Oh, no. Meanwhile, she was the only one not born in America, but she is completely a citizen. (laughs) And that was like, wait, which is worse? Yeah, which is worse? All about the, yeah, Somalia. All about the Benjamins or like this, like everybody's wrong and really screwed up in this like political just show, right? So they have this vote on Thursday. um, And, you know, a lot of folks on the Democratic side spoke out. AOC has a speech where she spoke out very vehemently um, in support for for her girl, like as she should. And basically it, it, what's concerning here is that one, this is taxpayer dollars. Like in order for them to do this work and oust folks like, and have these stupid ass hearings, it's just more taxpayer dollars wasted. But also the, the real issue is that the Republicans also have folks within their party that have said anti-Semitic things and they have no, like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where's the same energy? It's mm-hmm. this. There's like the hypocrisy is there. Even the person who was ousted, Paul Gosar, has said anti-Semitic things. So it's really just like this eye for an eye thing. They also have folks that have been Holocaust deniers, shit like that. So now we're in this political world where the House is controlled by the Republican Party, the Senate is controlled by the Democrats, and you just are gonna have like. These, this kind of political theater, you know, where it's just, you're not getting anything done. Like what bills are you passing? Instead, you're getting an eye for an eye with Ilhan Omar, who's already publicly apologized many times. Um, and I don't know, let me not say that. Joe Rogan, his thing is like her tweeting, it's all about the Benjamins. What is the problem with that? What, his, his not mine, his thought process is, well, we would be lying. And he said this, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, we would be lying if we didn't discuss how motivated the Jewish community has been with money and how they've ha- have accrued a lot of capital and in certain, like many areas of the country. I know and I respect, what is the man's name? Uh, he used to be the head of The Daily Show. He was the the Daily Show, not Trevor Noah, the one right before him. What was his name? And he has a new show with um, uh, with John, uh, The Daily Show, one second. Um, host, former. What is his name? Yes, um, John Stewart. I really like Jon Stewart. I think Jon Stewart is a very self-aware person. Jon Stewart went on to talk about how that trope of Jewish folks being all about money is deeply hurtful. And I'll be honest, I don't understand it, but I believe it based off of like, I could see that it was very hurtful and that there's like a disconnect there. I'm not connected to the community enough to, to understand the why and why that feels like violent and dangerous to say, but I believe that it is. If, if that's what folks are saying, I do think that, that there are certain groups that, um, but what was she referring to the Jewish people generally, or was she re- per- referring to 
the policy. America's relationships with Israel in which we fund the, and send billions of dollars yeah. for them to occupy. That's where and I was going with it. Yep. Like, I, I do think that there is a, a deep sensitivity um, towards, if you say anything about Israel and the way that they operate politically, that it that we're often told it's anti-Semitic. And I don't know if the two equate, you know, like I think that it's possible, as we say on here all the time, two things can exist at once. We can criticize Israel for how they operate and, and for many of their policies and for, you know, their treatment of Palestinians without being anti-Semitic. And maybe the tweet was anti-Semitic. I don't know. But all I know is we're all fucking hypocrites within the political sphere. So this is all a joke. I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts? No, I, I mean, similarly, it seems like tit for tat. This is like a chess move. Like you said, it seems like it's something, you know, that they had this beef since a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that it is such as we we had this happen with Kanye any discussion around um the Jews quote unquote is very you can't say the Jews well how he how he said it you know mm-hmm. in yeah. terms of like uh, the the stereotypical or you know um not stereotypical uh stereo yeah if you're stereotyping the Jews generalizing the collective right mm-hmm. generalizing or like the big big bad Jews. The Jews are controlling the world, money, da 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 da. Um, yeah. I feel like any critique or mention of Israel, its policies, its motives, automatically means that you're calling them the big bad Jews. And I, I don't know. It's it's just it's it's crazy making to say the least. It's gaslighting. It's like. It's avoiding accountability or not even accountability. It's avoiding a conversation that needs to be had, that deserves to be had by just saying, oh, no, this is anti-Semitic. It just squashes any real discourse around America's involvement in Israel and Palestine. And it feels it feels suspiciously. (laughs) <laughs> it feels suspect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I agreed. It, call a spade a spade. It's suspect. It's frustrating. It's crazy making. It's gaslighting. It's why the hell not? Anyway, no, don't. We are ruining any chance of. <laughs> don't say it. Okay. <laughs> don't say it, child. All right. And moving right along. <laughs> um, the State of the Union address happened. With Joseph Robinette Biden. This was the first one where he addressed the nation in the new Republican majority house. Did you watch it? I didn't. I heard about it all yesterday and then I went to sleep. Um, I watched it today. I didn't catch it during. But I actually, he he, He he flubbed a little bit. There's some funny things going on on social media right now, but he he was talking about the LGBTQ community and he 
Fuck them letters up, baby. Them letters got away from him. I said, oh, Joe. Uh, but he, he actually did really well. I, in my humble opinion, he, he's just an older man, but he ain't dumb now. He, he went on there. He, he mentioned that is it. That Joe is old, but Joe ain't dumb. Okay. Mm -mm. He might Let me tell you what he did. What did he do? He had a very clever moment where he talked about social security and Medicare. And he said, this is not the position of all the Republicans, but some of them. And then he talked about how they are trying to basically get rid of it. They're trying to phase it out. And the Republicans are like, boo! One, that doesn't, like, there's Marjorie Taylor Greene is screaming liar at him. One, that, <laughs> you don't do, what like, that the doesn't UK happen. Parliament? Right. Like, that doesn't, that's not really how we handle things here. Um, and he was like, wait, wait. And they're talking over him. I, 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 it's too long to play. And I was searching for a, a more succinct clip, but it, it, he let them go. And then he kept talking about it and then they would boo some more. And he said, wow. Okay. So I'm, I want to work across the aisle. And what it sounds like to me is that no one wants to get rid of social security and Medicare. This is the first bipartisan step i hear yeah. you all and the democrats are like yeah and they're getting up cheering because it was brilliant what he did it's like right in front of the american people you're booing me saying that you're trying to do this so great it's and he literally said it sounds like i will never see a bill where social security and medicare is in jeopardy great we are working together already and i just thought chestnut checkers he set it up so <laughs> perfectly and i and in my mind it was like only an older person in my mind mm. would do that would craft that and be like yeah they gonna boo me here to watch me work because i know how these kids operate they think you i'm slow <laughs> um but he he talked about police brutality um which i was proud of him for again specifically against black and brown communities he talked about you know how there is a need for us to reinstate the trust between the police and communities. Tyree Nichols's parents were in the building. He talked a lot about foreign policy. It's all America first. We're going to be making things here. We wanted this, we wanted that. Sadly, he did not mention the crisis in Syria and Turkey. And I do want to mention that that awful earthquake has been, I think that's also why I'm in my feelings. It's so sad. And then I read um, something today where young girl was protecting her brother, sheltering him. And when she was found, she said, please save me. I'll be your servant. Oh my so God. that gives you insight into the, the, the mindset and the lives that folks are already living. And it, it just broke me down. I don't want to derail, but it was very sad, but I, I thought it was interesting that he didn't mention it. I think it's, a big part of it is that Americans seem very frustrated and over all of the aid that's going to Ukraine. So he really crafted his foreign policy stance to be America first. And this is how we're bringing back jobs and X, Y, and Z. He talked about the low employment rate, inflation finally starting to go down. Low he mentioned unemployment rate or low unemployment unemployment rate. rate. Thank you very mm -hmm. much. He also mentioned corporations paying their fair share of taxes so that we can offer two years of college for free, yes. free preschool, yes. like yes. all these things. Things that he's been talking about, but he can't get past. Um, 
couple things he 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 slid over that china balloon <laughs> which what the fuck let's get into the china balloon real fast that chinese balloon now <laughs> that spy balloon a lot of people are like well americans uh spy on china too and absolutely the fuck we do and you're dead ass right i think the thing that's very interesting is that china's doing it now especially when we're having this kind of proxy war with you with russia through ukraine um i also think it's interesting that um you know their language that they use was like we're very disappointed in the u.s for shooting it down and there's so weird. It's there's, so weird. It's well, unbelievably weird. We, girl, we are worried about Russia and we should always be worried about China because China is still pissed off with us for backing Taiwan. And for those of folks who don't have that background, when the Chinese government collapsed due to its own civil war and communism taking over, um, the existing government and the followers fled to Taiwan and they established rule there. And the U S has always supported Taiwan as its own like sovereign nation. And so for China, they're like, yo, fuck y'all, y'all getting on my nerves. Cause we of course don't support communism, yada, yada, yada. So he glazed over that very quickly, but something that he did not mention was the attack on and the erasure of black history and and the attack on education and, and certain books. And I was disappointed in that. And then I realized like, oh, for his for his State of the Union address before he's about to start campaigning, I'm sure he did not want to even mention the governor who's possibly going to be the person that he's running against eventually. He didn't want to mention, uh, what's his name? Santos. Yeah. It's uh, DeSantis. Yeah. So maybe that's it. I don't know. I hope that it's on his agenda to address, but for those of you that didn't see it, you can watch on YouTube. I'll get off of the subject. You can watch on YouTube. Um, and I don't know. That's it. I, I I suggest you watch it or at least read about it so you know what the hell's going on in the world, or what he's what what he's trying to how he's trying to position himself. I don't know if it's, half of it's not going to get done because they're going to block it. But that China Russia <laughs> dynamic, Taiwan <laughs> Ukraine dynamic is really interesting. Yeah, it's very tricky. Yes. No, I don't want no beef with, with China Russia or Russia. Or China. No. We don't want no beef. Mm -mm. We don't know what it is to fight a war on our land either. It's just nothing but devastation. Like your whole life, somebody come over here and bomb New York. I don't live here. I'm not doing a podcast. I don't have the job I have. I'm just literally somewhere you else. A refugee girl. You right. Leave trying to survive keeping it positive on around the way curves <laughs> anyway Come here yes. for all of your refreshing positive well, distractions well from the chaos of the world we gotta let the folks know what the hell's going on moving right along um uh -oh. there is a it don't get it gets a, even worse it gets, get worse <laughs> like, 
Lord, help me. There is a a bill being, God, being proposed in Massachusetts, which I hope fails miserably. Basically saying that folks in jail, this is what they're proposing. Folks in jail could offer their organs <laughs> for donation um, for lighter sentences. And I saw, because I don't follow the shade room anymore, but around the way curls does. And I saw this on the shade room and was like, what? And when I read it, I was horrified. And what made me sadder was folks in the comments like, oh, that's what's up. Get that, get them years off. <laughs> or like, And I just was like, nobody's thinking about what kind of organs? <laughs> What you mean? What kind of org? What's an organ, girl? What's a what's a like a a kidney? I guess you, yes, like, they, a kidney. What else? They probably things you got two of. I don't know things you could live without. A lung. Yes. Can you wow. live with one? Oh, I guess you can. We well, can uh -huh. have a collapsed lung, and yeah. I want to play this clip. That okay? is so. They just getting blatant with it now. That don't part. act like this shit ain't. A part of our America's practices in the first place now. Girl. Mm. They just trying to, to make it politicize it, trying to make it legit. Wow. Can you put wild. the time one for me for this clip? Y'all want to make the whole teps go crazy, man. You're giving them real reasons to, to feel <laughs> justified. The thing that disappointed me about this wasn't this as much as the reaction to something that I posted on the shame room. You know, I like to comment on the shame room comments. I to get in there, drop a one-liner, get out. So, what did so, you post? I said, America will never stop feasting on black bodies. Mm. And it was met with not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight, not nine, not ten people who said, hey, it's not only black people that are in prison. It's all different types of people that are in prison. Why are you making it seem like there's only black people in prison? Um, consider what's being asked of the incarcerated person in this situation. What's being asked is to give a literal piece of yourself for mm -hmm. freedom. A literal piece of yourself. Yeah. Consider what's being asked of you as a black person, a black woman in this country. Just to give a piece of yourself exist peacefully in America all the time to give a piece of your dignity when talking to the police to give a piece of your safety when you're delivering a baby um, giving a piece of your sanity when you enter the workplace America is always asking for pieces of black people and Normally, what they tell you is that in exchange for the peace of yourself that you give to them, they'll give you the freedom and the safety that the people who don't have to cut appendices off of their bodies and souls get just for having been born. They tell you that they're going to do you that, that you're going to get that. And then you get to a point in your life where the remaining parts of you just want to fight and it happens sooner for some So, 
That is Van Jones. Van Jones. Van Lathan. <laughs> On that is not Van Jones. He would never say that. But that is Van Lathan from Higher Learning. Um, him and Lindsay talking their shit. But that his I don't know. His insight on it, I think, summed it up for me. It put into words what I was feeling, but didn't know how to articulate. What about you? It's very interesting. I think it's important to say that this is proposed by Democrats. And yes. I think it shows what so many, we mentioned Bell Hooks and Cornell West, have to say about the neoliberals, is that <laughs> there is this idea, this hyper this exalting of good deeds, right? Like offering your organs in any other context is very generous. It's very self-sacrificing. Um, it is it is selfless to give your organ to somebody that's in need. And like trying to make sense of or trying to... Um, connect that with something that is really heinous exploitive exploitive just devious it's actually devious to put those things together i feel like is a is a really interesting critique of um of democrats and the fuck That's i, all I, have I think say. it's interesting what that they most likely did this to say, oh, look, prison reform. It's like, that is what you think? Shut out. The ref I'm confused. Anyway, wild times. <laughs> wild mm -hmm. fucking times. I don't know who's in these rooms. I don't know who's advising these folks. These people have teams. This is a team yeah. of folks who thought this was a good idea. Yes. There's so many, every political person. I know, I know somebody who works for the Hakeem Jeffries campaign. It's a team of folks. There's all kinds of strategists and everything else, the advisors, even more concerning the multiple people thought good idea. <laughs> so let's get into something else. Let's brighten the mood. What happened Last weekend. Is this going to brighten the mood? I think it's going to make people more enraged. We're going to talk about oh, the 65th no. annual Grammy Award wins and losses. I am so upset. Oh. I miss the good old days that you could just not watch the show, but you can go on YouTube and see the videos play back. I, I couldn't, for the life of me, I couldn't look up any of the performances Really? They took yes. them down already? Yeah. They maybe it was because I tried to look the day after that CBS was so um had such restricted any other uploads of the videos. Like I couldn't even find people's house homes, ghetto home joins on YouTube at that mm. time. That was the day after. Maybe they have leaked now and are everywhere. But I wanted to see I wanted to see all the performances. I was really excited about it, but I didn't get to see it. Did you watch oh, it in you real didn't time? See. No, I I didn't get to watch it in real time. I was out, but I um. You have a there is a way that you can rewatch. No, there's a way you can rewatch. You can head to livegrammy.com for more exclusive content, and then oh, you girl, can see it on CBS. No, they trying to get Sorry. you to subscribe. 
Yeah, of course. I mean, I have a. I think I have a thingamajig for you. Either way, I was not able to watch all of them, but so you didn't see the hip hop thing either. Say that again. You didn't see the hip hop tribute. Mm-mm. I saw clips of it, but I didn't get to see it from the beginning to the end, and I okay. wish that I that I could have. Uh, but there were some said incredible performances, like Bad Bunny. I really would have. I I'm kind of like Bad Bunny. He's very. Amazing. I know nothing, very little about Bad Bunny and like his career, but I'm really invested in it. You know who else I'm slowly becoming very intrigued by? Little Uzi Vert. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Was that, that the little Philly, Philly nigga? He is, is that the yes yeah, the Philly boy, right? Rock. Rock. Yeah, and does the dance. I have a real issue with people saying that past dreams and nightmares as the Philly anthem, oh, and also listen. when did dreams and nightmares pass? What we do? I'm just Girl, confused. Put some respect on Freeway's name, but go ahead. We old, but I mm-hmm. I love I just love to watch him. He is such an interesting human being. Shout you know who his Philly's girlfriend finest. is, right? Yes, it's um, what's Carisha's your best friend's team? best friend? JT. Interesting. So interesting. She'd be like, yeah, he weird, but he loved me, so. I (laughs) I love it. The most notable awards went to Best Rap Rap Album to Kendrick for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Yay! The best song went to Bonnie Raitt, Just Like That, which I'm not mad out. Shout out to Bonnie. Big ups to her. Still getting her flowers best record and which i just uh for clarification song and record are different in that record includes all of the um the performance as well and i think and songwriters i believe and then song is just the actual song i might have just messed that up but Mm. one and one includes like the team and the performance the other one is just Maybe just about the writer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not sure. Anyway, tricky. The best okay. record of the year went to Lizzo. About damn time. Best new artist. Antoinette is very happy to um, again have had her finger on the pulse. Samara Joy. Did I play her on here, or did I talk about her at least? Probably. I know I played her on See the Thing Is, and they clowned me. They were like, "Girl, don't come in here with that kind of music no more." And I all week I've been tweeting them to girls like mm-hmm. I was playing her her YouTube well, shout clips. out to that young she looks so Samira cute. Joy look just from so, the Bronx go ahead shout out to her what's her yeah. style is it like jazz is it like yeah she's she sounds like Sarah Vaughn she sounds like fuck it up, young a girl. soul like I think you have shared her version. music and I was taken aback mm-hmm. yes yeah, she's amazing story. she's amazing. Best rock song, Brandy Carlisle, Broken Horses. Let me tell you something. I don't know that. I love Brandy. Brandy can sing, sing, and Not she can to be write. Confused with Moesha. <laughs> I fuck with Brandy, and I'm very impressed by her. I listened. Oh, to her I on did NPR. see her sing. She she performed right, and it was that's why I wanted to watch. It must have been good because she is no joke. She's good. She is an artist. Yeah. And then best spoken word album. Come on now. Viola Davis, who even the knew God. it was out. Shout out to her. She's an EGOT. Emmy, yes. Grammy, Oscar, Tony. She Don't said, skip over Robert Glass. Oh, no, I, I am, okay. I'm not. I feel like those require more conversation. Okay. She wrote of her win. I wrote this book to honor the 60. Oh, excuse me. Mm. 
I wrote this book to honor the six-year-old Viola, to honor her life, her joy, her trauma, her everything, mm. Davis said in her ex- acceptance speech. And it has been such a journey. And she is, don't fuck with her. Like You got, baby. Shout out to Viola because she follows us. The God. The God. With some controversy attached is the best R&B album by Robert Glasper. Deserve to win. to Leandra who listens to Around the Way Curls and is part of his management team. This was Ooh. a win for you as well. Congratulations, baby girl. Big ups. Um, yeah, and Chris Brown was like, who the fuck is Robert Glasper? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I immediately saw that. I, when I saw that, I immediately tweeted, like, he's done a lot of questionable things, but this is so cringe. Like, if anything... About Chris Brown, you can say a lot about his personal choices, X, Y, and Z, but I never question him as a musician, as a singer. You know, like, he's talented, okay? When he said this, I was just taken aback. Like, how? But, like, it's his genre of music. Why would he know Robert Glasper? Like, why, why wouldn't would he know assume? Robert Glasper? I don't why understand. Why would he assume that he listens to Robert as affiliated? You don't have to listen. How do you not know? This isn't Robert Glasper's first rodeo. I think this is his fifth Grammy. Also, I, Robert Glasper has touched like half of the half of the musical tributes. He's similar to Adam Blackstone in Questlove. Like he's all his hands have touched so much. How do I, you not know? Chris Brown's, it ain't intersect with Chris Brown. He said, Who "Well, listen." Fuck? I was disappointed in The Root, the publication, The Root, because they published this article that was like, Chris Brown's apology is a little too late. And it was literally the next day. So how was that a little too late? Okay. But also like he, when he realized who it was and dig, dug in, obviously somebody pulled him to the side. I was like, bro, 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 what you doing? He posted a public apology. He sent it to Robert Glasper himself, which Robert doesn't need to, he don't owe Chris nothing. But it's like, what else do you want him to do? I read it. It felt heartfelt. Like, Jesus. Again, yeah. it's this punitive thing. It's like, punitive. what do you want him You're to do? to me. You're done. Right. You, he can't go back in time. At least he acknowledged, yo, I, I just listened to some of your catalog. It's fucking fire. I'm tr- I was tripping. I wish you, I, I apologize. I wish you and your family nothing but the best. Eat. Congratulations, bro. What do you want? But do you think, Robert, do you think that style of music should be included with i I also read that chris brown was like we shouldn't be in the same genre we're not doing the same thing your r&b is not my r&b well he's r&b yeah i agree i'm not well here's the thing it's the grammys the and that was chris brown's thing he was like they do black music wrong anyway because they just put a bunch of black people in a category i don't disagree with that But also, it's the fucking Grammys. I get that. We were so hyped when Jasmine won her Grammy. It's a way to exalt folks. We feel like, oh, that's the pinnacle. But we got to stop that, too, because they don't even understand the music, really. So it's just kind of like. you can see from the further decisions that the Grammys made. God. The queen. First of all, that was on her top. I was like, oh, (laughs) my God. Y'all digging it? Y'all digging it? How do you know you didn't even watch alone. it? Fucking, what's his name? Trevor. The South African bull. Trevor. Trevor was all like, oh, you're late, but now you're here. So happy to see you. Like, leave her alone. Everybody was hype. And then going to give her 
these little rinky dink nomination uh awards they're not rinky dink but in That's terms of like the heavy hitters like people are there what girl you keep acting like that cat is a child she, i'm sorry she's clawing at my coat right now and there's nothing i can throw at her that, that wouldn't hurt her coat, to get her to it stop. looks like her mother it reminds me oh, her go um, ahead Mom. Please stop, little girl. Beyonce won for dance electronic recording, dance electronic album, R&B performance, and R&B song, but she lost to the major nominations, as been her history with okay. the Grammy. She has lost 15 times in those major categories that we just went over best album best record she hasn't even won best new artist are you fucking kidding me who beat her for best new artist who knows somebody that we don't even mention anymore somebody that is not even in the lexicon of pop music probably segment like, no, i probably was i don't like, think she was ever nominated no, for best new i artist. bet she was when b came out b day came out when she did solo she definitely was her first album was not B Day. It was whatever. It was what was her first album? That her crazy solo in album. Love. Oh, child. Was that the name of it? My crazy probably. in Love was on it. Baby Boy, all that. Dangerously in crazy. Dangerously in Love. In was love. that the name of the album? Dangerously in Love. Listen, she broke the record. I get it. It don't mean nothing. It does mean something, but it's a slap in the face. How could you not Renaissance? First of all, that I think that that was my best record, but I didn't even listen to half the other ones. According to Spin, black artists have won album of the year year only three times in this millennium. That's Outkast, Lauren, and Herbie Hancock. I don't know, but what? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Let me see. Keep going. Are you fucking kidding me? That just feels like, that's like saying in sports, I don't know what the highest accolade, let's say VIP. <laughs> that's like saying the most valuable player has only been, you know, acknowledged three times in this millennium. Are, are you fucking kidding me? That is the base, the heartbeat, the blood, sweat, and tears of music. Is black music in this country? Wait, Anyone? they said in this millennium, what did they say? What was the stat? I want to make According sure it's correct. According to Spin... Uh-huh. Black artists have won album of the year only three times in this millennium. This what is this millennium? Girl. The uh, <laughs> So anyway, let real fast. Since 1957, only 11 black artists have won album of the year. And and I have to just caveat this. A black artist won album of the year last year who happens to be my friend, which is Jonathan Batiste. So well, album of the year has gone to Stevie al- real fast has gone to Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, Quincy Jones, giving their flowers, Natalie Cole, Whitney Houston, Lauren Hill, Outcast, Ray Charles, Herbie Hancock. I knew he was in there, and Jonathan Batiste. Still not enough because <laughs> black you, artists still that's crazy to influence me. everything. But okay, we gotta lost stop to Taylor caring Swift, about this. Beck, Adele, Adele. Beck's album At- was fire. I hate unpopular opinion the album compared to lemonade she didn't lose to lemonade yes lemonade lost to adele that's what i'm saying who that's what i'm saying whose album did you say was fire beck i didn't say adele well that's what we want to that's what i want to talk about okay 
Now, Bex album I was feel fu- the only albums that Beyonce was created that could have <laughs> actually yeah. been qualified for best album would have been Lemonade and Renaissance. And Lemonade, I don't think Lemonade not because of the album, but because of the actual the, impact that it had on the fucking world. Lemonade the music. If you strip, if you strip, what's your girl's name? The poet? Worcestershire. If you strip Worcestershire from that and the visuals from it, and you sit down with the album only, a seat at the table was better. Like it just, Lemonade in totality as the full project from the visuals to how she incorporated the poetry to how she delivered it to how she then went on tour the reconciliation of her husband huge with her and her husband's relationship huge impact impact the music i i heard someone say i am a huge fan of beyonce i'm not the biggest fan of her music and i understood it i happen to be a big fan of her music but i don't think that she's had many albums that no, deserved album of but the year. I think Renaissance did, and is I, a I, masterpiece. Absolutely, that is a that is a solid project. That's something you listen from front to back, no skips. It is a it is a piece of work, and it was such a it was such a risk. It was so different from, for her. It, it inspired, Oops, excuse me. It was musically sonically interesting. Her vocals delivered. Yeah, and then she, she was like, and I'm not putting no fucking visuals out. So you guys can say that it wasn't just the visuals that pushed the album. Maybe, maybe that's why she's actually done it is because she, maybe she was frustrated, frustrated by lemonade. And the fact that everybody was like, yeah, the album was mid, but the visuals really did it for us. She was like, all right, well, I'm going to put an album out there and, and not do any visuals so y'all motherfuckers know what it is. I think that is ridiculous. I think the fact that she did not win this year. In the past, I I, okay, I maybe she shouldn't have won album of the year, but in terms of the songs, the the records, as with Lizzo's um, qualifications, she should have won that in the past and the fact that she didn't and she lost and she never won in any of those major categories is asinine she never won song of the year either really Mm -hmm. from what spin said but also who (laughs) spin is fucking who wrote that (laughs) spin where are they at well listen (laughs) the other the other album that i thought could have possibly won album of the year from her was her self-titled album that surprise album that dropped and it rocked and changed the way that albums were released are you fucking kidding me but that's not not gonna put the grammy is and but she was up against beck that year i'm sorry beck's album was so i didn't listen to beck and maybe i should i will and maybe i'll listen to harry styles but the way that they said that she lost to theon greyjoy (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i will when I saw that, I doubled over. I screamed in that jazz cafe. I did. She did win Song of the Year. She won Song of the Year for Single Ladies. In song fact, the, the 32 Grammys that Beyonce has collected over the last two decades, only one has been a major prize. And that's Song of the Year, which she won in 2010 as writer for Single Ladies. Wow. 
And maybe she there's all these things that well, like well, let's, Beyonce let's should never attend another. Let's think about <laughs> it now. What other song should she have? Single ladies rock the world. Mm-hmm. Can't I can't listen to that song now. Can't stand it. <laughs> but what other song? Is it possible that Beyonce crazy in do love for other people? What she does for us? I mean, that's her first album. I feel like that was something that. They no, weren't going to give her in her. your first album. But Crazy in Love. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. What other song would have been Song of the Year? Let's go. Cra- on Dangerously in Love, all you got really there is Crazy in Love. Then you have the Deja Vu. No, mm-hmm. that's not going to be. What was her third album? Sasha Fierce Thing. No, nothing from well, there. Well, that's what uh, Single Ladies was on. Oh, Single Ladies. Okay. And that was like Get Me Bodied and Diva and all that, right? Yeah, no. And can't, I never. I don't listen I to that. I don't Kanal. even think I'm saying this right. What was Kitty Cat on? Um, B-Day. Oh, Deja Vu was B-Day. I'm saying the things wrong. I don't even remember all her albums. And then you have- Listen, for me, it's Lemonade and Renaissance, Okay. Renaissance was powerful. I don't. I don't know that "Break My Soul" was gonna be song of the year. Sorry, no, I don't think it was been. the right Absolutely single to lead not. with. Absolutely so maybe not. that was part of the problem. That was her big single, and could "Cuff It" have been it? Maybe if she would have led Cuff with it? "Cuff It," how "Cuff It" challenge went crazy, all that. Maybe if that was the first thing she released, well, it wasn't nominated though. She and she can't choose right because. Because Break My Soul was the single from the album. That was the standout. Are we mad at the Grammys then? Are we mad? That, at the- this is my point. It's like. I oh. am mad. She should have won album of the year. She I should have won album of the year. Is, a, is refreshing and fantastic. Fan- incredible. But it's it's messed up for us to say that and we haven't listened to the other songs either. Or I the like other Harry albums. Styles. I really like I Harry Styles. I said dude. it before. I really like him. I think he's an incredible artist. I'm also very intrigued by him. He's but probably. Nah. I before we go from this, I do want to. Do you have a clip to play or? No, no, no. I do want to just mention the hip hop tribute, and I really I need to find it because I watched it on YouTube. So I'll I'll try to find it for you or at least give you my login. I thought it was it was done by Questlove, curated by Questlove. DJ Jazzy Jeff, shout out to Philly, up there doing his thug thizzle. And there were so, I mean, there were so many folks. He, he, you got Jada and the locks. You got, like, it was dope. It was really dope. And LL, people don't give LL the respect that he really deserves in this hip hop world, but LL was that dude. Okay, and he kind of started off right away saying there's no way that everybody could be included in this. It would have been impossible, but we're going to do our best. Right. I mean, you got there. Were, it, you, you have Missy come out. You got Queen Latifah come out. And I forget like when Queen Latifah raps her voice, she like, yo, I actually miss you. <laughs> like, can you do Aww. something? No, she, it was fire. It was like, yo, people were really vibing. Jay was having a great time. It was weird to me to have a hip hop tribute and Jay's not in it, but he closed out the Grammys with God did. So it was just like, wait, what? But the he biggest thing 
that I think folks were frustrated with, and a lot of people apparently declined to do it, um, two things. The thing that I noticed was like, where the fuck is cash money records, yo? Like, how the do you South have that? They had Nelly in there. He did was hot he in here. okay? He was eyeballs rolling around. He was all- <laughs> we don't, I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to, I have no Direct. idea. But they had Nelly in there. Um, you know, they have Big Boy. They did have Big Boy, but Big Boy without Andre, a lot of people are like, boo. But it was the rap of today that, like, the old heads put on such a so. Busta came out, and he just doing his thing, and it's like, yo, bus. But the the folks that they chose to be the people that they exalted for today was just like, why wasn't Kendrick up there? We didn't need... Oh girl, what's her name? Glorilla. We didn't need. Well, she was up there. They are making waves right now. Got it. Got it. But I just, I didn't, I wasn't feeling who they chose to to and they had little Uzi Vert come out there. They did, and then they had what is it, little little baby? Mm -hmm. He can actually rap, Mm -hmm. but the their showmanship is so subpar. It's so subpar. It's like, oh man. Y'all got showed up by the by the old heads. 55 year olds. Yo, it, they killed it. LL's up there like he can still rock the stage. He's not out of breath. Like there's a certain dynamic that they bring. Missy's out there doing her fucking thing. She looks so good. Girl. And I hope Shout she gets inducted Missy. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Please Shout vote for her, Missy. y'all. But it was it was just lacking from our generation. It was lacking. And I think that's why, not saying that Armani's on these- They're not our generation. That's JoJo and them uh, Yeah, that is not our generation. That ain't us. No, you're right. Thank you. We ain't, uh uh-uh. But it was just like, yeah, it was was strange. Those things were strange, but I don't like the fact that Quest is giving all this hate. And he like posted and was like, y'all need to leave me the fuck alone. Like, you don't know anything. Same as we like started out this episode. <laughs> you don't know every, you don't know anything. <laughs> and know a lot of people Jones. declined and there's no way to include everyone. And you don't have the backstory, but Jazzy Jeff, I was so fucking proud of him, especially since somebody, I forget who, what publication, or maybe it was like a famous, like cultural, I don't know, like a DJ Envy, it wasn't DJ Envy, but that kind of person was like, who's Jazzy? DJ Jazzy Jeff is a real DJ. I thought he was just an actor on The Not Fresh DJ Prince. DJ Envy saying some shit No, like he that. didn't say that. I'm saying Uh-oh. someone who has that kind of role, a, a radio personality or something like that. I can't remember who said it, but it was dope. I was hyped. Jay was elated. They kept, the camera kept going to him and he was just like rapping, doing his thing like, oh shit. It was dope. It was really dope. I thought that they did a good job, and I love the BET. Shout out to the Black Entertainment Network. They retweeted the, you know, the, the a clip from the show, and they were like, "If you like this, wait till you see what we do." Because they like we do this. Like this is what we do. Wait till you see what our show. I hope they deliver. You know, when their awards come out. Also, no, 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 um, bad boy. No bad boy. It's like it's oh. a whole era. It's like where's oh. but they probably declined. They probably declined. No bad All boy. Bad, no, you said Jada and them were there. Oh yeah, that is, well they they came out repping Rough Riders. Swiss was behind them with the Rough Riders flag. They didn't rep bad boy. So 
But that and then no, on no West Coast. Now that I'm thinking about it, no Dre, no Snoop. Oh no, those people declined then. Yeah, they, they had declined. to have. Yeah, I think yes. Snoop declined because he. I think he was nominated for like twenty some Grammys and never won one. So he'd be like, "Fuck the Grammys, I ain't going to this." Shit. Well, that's what Beyonce gonna do. She says, "Y'all dead to me." Beyonce, if we can take a moment to this episode has been heavy. I just want to take a moment to celebrate. She 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 looked so fucking happy. She looked overwhelmed. She looked grateful. That is such a huge honor. Not just, you know, it's one thing to be like, oh, you're the most awarded woman. You are the most awarded human in the history of music wow. when it comes to the Grammys. You, you, this little girl who had a dream who's still not done. Renaissance so much is three ahead of us. So right. Much it's like, Don't what else know. is she going to do? So shout out to her. And also that's black history right the fuck there. And also shout out to her fucking husband where that was a person that she was tied for the most Grammy nomination. That is the person she's tied with the most Grammy nominations. That's incredible. Shout out to her daughter for being one of the youngest people to ever win a Grammy. Like, come on. I get that we're upset, but there's a lot to celebrate as well. And maybe we need to stop celebrating these white people awards. Moving right on along, shout out to LeBron fucking James. Yeah. For breaking the all-time leading score record. Who's, that, but hallelujah. He's not even a, a score first player, Shanti. Like this dude, what? he broke Kareem Abdul Jabbar's record in less in less games. He he had to get 36 points. We thought he might not get it. He got it in three quarters. It was just beautiful to see. It's they like when, they were, they, I saw they put a shot on Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he was getting closer, closer to breaking the record. And that man was looked. Yes. There's been all tight. this speculation that Kareem is not happy. He actually he penned a really beautiful article okay, about how happy see, see he how actually. Do it? Well, no, in all fairness, Kareem has had some unfair. I, what I feel is unfair criticism of LeBron. But it all stemmed from the vaccination thing. Kareem has never been somebody who's... I'm so sorry if y'all can hear this background noise. It's Brooklyn. But Kareem has never been someone who wanted to be in front of the media. He always gave the media a cold shoulder. He's not the most warm and friendly guy. He says, I'm somebody... I stay in the house. I listen to my jazz. I've dedicated myself to social justice to like that's what I do. I write, I do my civic and cultural duty, and I listen to my music and play with my grandkids. He's like Le- LeBron and I don't have a relationship. That's my fault. He was not wrong for saying that. But watching him break my record tells tells me all the possibilities. Mm-hmm. It shows me that like I never thought that anybody would break my record. And I never thought I'd see somebody playing at the level that he's playing at 38 years old. It's one thing for him to break the record. It's another thing for him to be performing at the level he's performing, putting up the numbers he's putting up at 38. It's absurd. When are you like a senior citizen in basketball? He's he is a senior citizen. Wow. He's 38. Most people. And he's a man about his family and his wife. And high school justice. He's had yes. the spotlight on him since he was a young man. He could have easily since he crumbled. Was Seventeen. He could have easily f- just easily went future so, on us. And that is black fucking history. Shout I'm so fucking proud of him. They released a stat that, or they released information today that summed up his 
they broke his um huh, what is it his career out into three like sectors of the span of time he's played and they were like he's had three three hall of fame careers in one career Go if ahead, he stopped playing but... at this age he would have gotten to the hall of fame wow. if we went from this age to this age that's a hall of fame career this age to this age hall of fame career it's incredible so I get that we can be disappointed, but there, listen, this is Black History Month and we are the fuck black history and we're we doing our, our fucking fuck black thing. history. Yes. I can't stand myself, but I meant I it. Love it. Thank you so much for listening. And we invite you guys to celebrate the wonderful the things wins. as well. The wins. When you whisper like that, I can't really hear you. I just see your lips moving, but I, I think you said we invite you to celebrate. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Yes. Okay. Uh, bye. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on Twitter at ATW Curls and Instagram at Around Away Curls. We out early. <laughs> Very good.